Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Janice Callahan, who encountered Jesus and three angels in heaven during her near-death experience in 2018. Janice, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. I'm excited to be here with you today. Janice, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day it happened and go from there. Okay. Um, October 5th, 2018, I um, had my death experience. This experience was the tail end of a 20-year addiction off and on with uh, chemical substances, drugs. And um, this particular night, I was extremely distressed and um, anxious. Um, The particular narcotic that I used on a very regular basis uh, was a stimulant. It wasn't a hallucinogen, but it was a stimulant that I did daily at this period in my life. So um, I had went over to a friend's house and we started to use, um, I really don't remember exactly why, but um, I, I wasn't feeling anything. And so uh, the friend that I was with said, you know, you, I don't think you need anything. You seem really upset. I think you just need to calm down. I think you're good. And I was, of course, like, no, I'm not good. I'm not good at all. I'm not on my level. And um, he blew a hit of marijuana in my face. And I don't, I didn't use marijuana. So it wasn't something that I usually did. But I started coughing. And um, and then he, and then he kind of blew another one. And I tried to inhale it. But I, I, I just didn't like the way that that particular drug made me feel. So, um, I immediately started coughing and immediately started feeling my throat constrict. Um, couldn't get any air, could not, uh, breathe, couldn't talk. I walk over to the kitchen sink and all this is happening very quickly. As you can imagine, uh, walk over to the kitchen sink, tried to take a drink of water, not a good idea at all in this situation. And I began to asphyxiate on the water and he helps me over to his couch and I sit down and it felt like a long period of time, but in reality, I believe it all took place within a matter of three minutes, uh, in terms of from being okay to actually expiring. Um, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk in my mind. I immediately went to a prayer. I started praying, you know, God, please help me. Please help me. Please help me. Don't let me die. Um, I remember he took my hand and I was somewhat able to talk whisper. And I asked him to pray for me. Um, and he didn't, but I continued to pray and plead. 
I remember that I was really upset with myself because I knew that everyone would know how I died and what happened. And this was an addiction that was a closet addiction. People didn't know that I was struggling like this. I had a fantastic career. I had um, a great little, you know, life from the outside. Everything looked really well put together on the outside. Um, But it wasn't, that was all a mask. It was all a facade. And so at this point, I'm, I know that this is an irreversible situation and um, I began to feel the sensation of my body, like coming out of my body. Basically the separation, I guess we could say of soul and body. And I remember that I was floating up to the corner of his living area. And being conscious and aware and even being able to look at myself from where I was, okay? And within just a few moments, I began to feel all of the, like, life, the blood, the energy drain out, drain downward um, from my body. I remember... I could feel, and of course I'm still in my mind panicking, um, but I could feel it, my life force, you know, leaving my body and I'm terrified. Um, I looked down at my chest and I could tell that my heart wasn't beating. And, and, and just to back up a little bit, it was like, I felt the narcotics really like connect with every cell in my body at that point. I became so just viscerally aware of my heartbeat, of my breathing, of even blood pressure. Um, I became aware of my eyes. Like I felt everything shutting down and no longer functioning. Um, I was in total panic mode and it was as though I closed my eyes here and opened them in another realm. To my left, there were three very, very tall, um, I'm five foot two, so I'd say at least seven foot tall, angelic looking creatures. They were translucent and beautiful and strong, um, almost like um, I could just see directly through them. And it was almost like we knew each other, almost like they knew me and I knew them. And um, it was as though they were, and I've, I've talked about this before, it seemed like they were sick and tired of babysitting me. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying or not, but um, I think that if those were uh, my angels, I was giving them a real run for, you know, the money with the lifestyle I was living. And, um, one angel did extend his hand and I just immediately swatted the hand away and said, no, 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 no. Um, the environment around me was so beautiful, Jeff. It was an indescribable color. 
if you've ever seen an opal, if you imagine being on the inside of that and it is lavender and gray and the color is moving and alive. And then right directly in front of me, there is a great spirit, the size of a cloud directly in front of me. And the first thing I could think to say um, was thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice on the cross. I recognize this spirit in front of me as the father. Now, at the time, I will tell you, obviously, um, my lifestyle wasn't necessarily in compliance, um, just to put it lightly. Um, so I immediately go into panic mode and begin begging to come back to raise my child. Um, I have three children. Two of them were older at the time of this incident and one was four years old. So I'm, I'm recalling how much I love my children and I'm very, very aware of what I've been doing, what led to this point, but the presence in front of me was was so powerful. And so it was love. It was, there was so much love radiating into me at this point. And not like we have here. It's not love like we have here. It is a power. It is a substance. It is everything you could ever imagine to be good. Um, so at that point, I'm, I'm begging to come back please, please let me go back. I'll, I'll be a better mom. Let me go back and raise, um, my child's name and the presence, his presence was just so calm. I was very chaotic and frantic and very much myself. And this presence was so calm and consistent. And then immediately, um, the scenery changed and it was like we shifted locations without walking anywhere. And uh, it was like we were outside and it was so beautiful outside. It was a sunny day and we were on some kind of a platform and I was looking down at millions of people and they were looking up at me and I lean over to my right, um, which is where the father was. And I said, what do I do? And his calm, steady voice said, love them. And I'm thinking, okay, cool. I can handle that. Yeah, no. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Anything to come back to my baby and, and to be with my children. And And so I said, okay, well, what, what do I need to, like, what am I going to change or what, what do I, what do I, hold on just a second. I said, what, what do I do? And he said, love them. And I said, well, what am I going to tell them? And he said the truth. And so I immediately was kind of taken aback because I definitely didn't want to share the story of how I ended up in this predicament. So I reluctantly agreed. And then I said, okay, but what do I need to change? And he said, 
nothing, but there was this very, and you're speaking without words. So everything is telepathic. So it was more than just a word. It was always like an impression. And it was as though I would be unable to change anything, but that everything would be changing. And I understood that very clearly. And that was a huge relief to me at the time. Um, and then, um, I, the last question that I asked at this time was, well, where am I going to learn everything? And his response was that everything was inside of me. And then I agreed. I very vividly remember agreeing and then boom, right back to the first location. And just to kind of describe that location more, it felt like it was a round room. There weren't any windows. There weren't any doors. It just felt so alive. It was almost as though the colors of this room moved in, in synchronicity with him. And when, I can't really describe it other than that. It was like a response to him. And if, if that spirit moved, then the room's colors changed and shifted and it was beautiful. I didn't see any angels at this point. Um, I don't know where they might've went. So the next moment I am pulled into his spirit. And during that time, I began to see certain things play out that had happened in my life prior to this time. Um, different personal experiences that I believed were tragic. I saw and understood that there was a greater purpose to these things. And I, there were some horrific things, but I saw the bigger picture and, and not just my own understanding. It was as though I could see past, present, and future all in that moment, if that makes sense. I could see other people within him as well. And it was like, they're just living life, but within him, I saw when I raised my hand up, I could look directly through myself. I saw that we are all connected. We're all one yet within him. And I began to understand so much about the value of loving others and forgiving others, I realized that everything I'm doing to myself, I'm actually doing to others and everything I do to others, I'm doing to myself. I um, am still being just immersed in this love, this and, and I feel myself changing during this time is the best way for me to describe it. It was like a perfect union, the likes of which I can't even articulate very well, but it was this perfect union and understanding of how valuable for the first time I felt valuable. I felt loved. I felt known. I felt like my presence here on earth was, was important and that I had a purpose. And that purpose was not to continue to do what had just killed me. And it was like 
the things that had happened in my life prior to this, because I was seeing them play out in dramatic fashion from the beginning to the end, it was a very healing experience because I could no longer look at it through my own lens, through my own eyes. And I know that I'm coming back at this point. I am so grateful and, and I'm realizing the beauty. Um, I, I had come to a faith in Jesus when I was little, but never really understood. And, and then I did honestly have some, you know, I did have a faith, but I didn't understand that it was like a, an out there. I couldn't quite reach it. I had to, I believed that only people who had went to seminary could share about it or talk about it or really know what they were talking about in it. And I was realizing that, that this is so much more than what I had previously understood. This faith was so real and so tangible. And I remember realizing that, that death was an option that I didn't have to come into agreement with, and that I was going to be granted a second life. So I'm suddenly back slam back into my body at this point. And, um, this is a very supernatural element of the experience too, because I felt this heat come upon me with, without any, I mean, warning, it was just so hot, hundreds of degrees. And I began to burn from the inside out and shake. And I didn't know what was happening. Um, it was so intense that I was scared again. I was scared thinking, what, what's happening? What have I done? What's going on? Um, still not really being able to speak, um, just completely. Yeah. Powerless over what was actually happening to me. And, and I remember coming to, and that's when I said to the person who was with me, who was pacing back and forth. And at this point he looked really white. He looked really confused and startled. And I said, oh my gosh, it's all true. It's all true. I remember saying Jesus is the answer that Jesus is real and love is the answer. He's looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I don't even know if it was in English um, that I was saying these things, but that's what I thought I was saying. Um, he said that it wasn't in English, but, um, I don't know what language it would have been. I don't speak multiple languages. So yeah, that, that was the beginning in the beginning. Well, thank you for sharing your experience with us. I'd like to take you back to the beginning. Were you already under the influence of the other narcotic when he blew the smoke in your face? Yes. Yes. Okay. Kind of thought so, but I just wanted to make sure. Yes. When we look in the mirror at ourselves, it's kind of really two-dimensional. We're kind of like flat on a mirror screen. But I've heard before that when you're out of your body looking at it, you finally see it in three-dimensional. Does that make any sense to you? And can you recall that your body looked different seeing it from outside, more of a three-dimensional than flat in the mirror? No, I can't really say that I had that revelation or understanding, I was more panicked and more worried about fighting death. It sounds like to me, you were kind of bilocated because even though you were outside of your body, you were still aware of a sensation of your body losing energy. Yes. 
Can you expand on that anymore? That is really a great way to describe it. And I hadn't heard that word ever before just now, Jeff, Mm -hmm. that is a great way to describe it because I was floating on the, like in the corner of his ceiling, yet my body, I was looking down at my body from my own eyes. So I knew that I was, I was into, yes, that's Mm -hmm. the word for it. Thank you. Okay. At first, were you looking at the corner of the ceiling and then did you turn around and look down at your body? Yes. And I felt like if the person that was holding my hand, let my hand go, it truly felt like I would float away permanently. You said that the person holding your hand, is that just figuratively or you felt like somebody was holding you? No, it was actually the person that I was with at the time this happened. Um, He was holding my hand at this time. So when you saw the beings that were angelic, did they have wings? No. You made a statement that you're not changing, but everything is changing. I think that's kind of what the statement was. Yeah, that I wasn't, you know, what I recognized this to be was that the love-hate relationship I had with drugs, that the on-again, off-again, like I would get years of recovery. Um, and, and, um, years of clean time only to kind of start going backwards and, and go down that road again, mm-hmm. um, that there was nothing that like I could actually do that would be as complete as what was going to happen. You also mentioned that nobody on the outside knew that you had this secret life. Do you think right. a lot of people have a secret life like that? I do. Yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people are actually um, in hopes that I know for me, there was different points in my time of using where I hoped for an intervention. I hope that people would would be able to put the dots together. You know, I really did. Um, it's an it's an ugly, vicious cycle of momentary pleasure and then long periods of beating yourself up and regrets and remorse and then momentary momentary pleasure and and experiencing the high of whatever you know you're doing um but by and large it was you know maintaining an image was a huge part of my daily life at this point um to go to work and to function i had to be at a certain level in order to carry carry through with my day now you said that we're all connected. Do you mean that physically or energetically? Well, what I saw is if you can imagine seeing yourself in a complete like particleization um, as as particles that are being held together by something greater, and that these particles, even though they look separate that we're, we're not kind of reminds me like chemistry, like in a bond, like, in yes. a, like in some kind of atoms, we're all atoms in an atomic bond held together, even though you don't see the connection. Exactly. Exactly. Would you say that you think God is that connection or love or I, God is love. And so, yes, he's that connection for me. And that's what I saw when I had this experience was how, we view ourselves like you and I feel like we're, we're far apart right now, but, but our spirits can be actually right next to one another, but it, 
there's not a distance between us in the spirit. Now, after you came back, your boyfriend was all white and, you know, he saw you speak in a different language and you probably talked to him for a while. Yeah. yeah. Did he end up changing at all? No. Do you have an opinion of what he thought happened to you? He really never wanted to talk about it again. And um, when I reached back out to him not that long ago, I, I actually wanted to have a conversation and, you know, bring this up because I feel like it's a really, I know that it's a very powerful experience, but he really didn't want to talk about it. And he says that um, I just passed out. Hmm. Interesting. The most biggest experience I've ever had, you know, and I could ever hope to have. Mm -hmm. And the person who was there with me um, isn't ready to receive it. And that's really, you know, it's what it's about. It's, is the person ready to receive it? You know, at least he was afraid if he was all white. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I know he doesn't. Yeah, that's. That's why, you know, um, if I had just been passed out, um, what was the pacing about? What was the, um, expression about what was, you know, he had even, you know, made some comments afterwards, um, about, you know, disposal of the body. So it's okay. Yeah. We just, (laughs) I just love, love him where he is today. So how have you changed since your experience? This experience changed me on such a fundamental level that I no longer looked at the world from the same lens at all. Um, And it was such a transformation and immediate shift that I can't even, like it couldn't even quantify or articulate or like truly tell you, but it was, it was as though I went from, okay, I'm going to darkness to light. And, um, the desire to use drugs was gone. The desire to do all of the things that I regularly did was just completely wiped out. And what I cared about from this day forward was creating and loving things and appreciating animals and nature and art. And, and not that I didn't actually have a part of me that did enjoy those, but, uh, those things before, but it was suddenly as though, if you can imagine that the mind was instantly rewired to the things of God versus him being in the back of my mind, suddenly Jesus was in the front of my mind at all times. I wanted to learn more. I wanted to um, read as much as I could. I wanted to commune with other individuals who had had, um, you know, a walk with faith before. Whereas um, it was, it was as though all of the things that removed me from hearing his voice were also just wiped away. And um, all the things that, that hurt, you know, and that, had me in that victim mentality, they were just healed. So I could no longer, it it, it was just so, it was, it's amazing. I I don't even, he's good. He's so good. Do you think that afterwards you 
started to participate in Christianity more? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I went from, I mean, I wouldn't say that I participate in like what the Christianity is like here in the Western US, like in the USA, I would say that it went from being uh, where I would occasionally visit churches and post a scripture to being absolutely hopelessly in love like a bride waiting for a bridegroom to come. It, it was so intimate and so deep. And I began um, chasing after the joy that I was feeling. I went from being in constant inner conflict to bliss, just bliss. The, the feeling I think that a lot of people that are looking for when they're doing drugs, I now completely it, it had me like I w- it was in me and it was not ending learning the deeper mysteries, learning the things that weren't being talked about in a church setting, learning the things that, that I didn't ever know were possible and just enjoying every minute of it. Has the memory of this faded at all? No. In fact, when I share this experience, it's like I'm there again. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but like, it's, it's like, it's happening all over. So I'm like, okay, wait, which, you know, what order were the questions in? Because I literally, it's like, I get to enter back into the experience. Did you notice that when you came back, you loved everybody? Like you were just <laughs> yes. walking through the store and wanted, wanted to tell somebody, I love you. Oh, it, I love you. And you are so beautiful and so precious. And it was as though I saw everyone as though they were a child, so innocent and so pure and not for what might be the situation at that given time, because I didn't stop going to those places where I used to go. I took this message to those places and I wanted to share it with, with the people that I had been using with. I wanted them to know that the father loves them so, so much and that they are fully hidden in Christ Jesus and that it's okay to, you know, receive this blessing and this help and to, you know, transition. And it was almost like, yeah, I lo- and animals too. You know, that was a big thing before my experience. I was, um, I didn't like animals very much and I was actually terrified of dogs, all dogs. and that was another like instantaneous healing. Um, just seeing how beautiful creatures are, you know, and the amount of love and labor that the father puts into creating everything. What do you think your purpose in life is? Mm, to share the love of the father, to, to love People like Jesus did when he was here to eschew the things of the world that have no value and no real purpose um, for the deeper, the deeper, beautiful things. And um, to help women, to help people who are unsure of their destiny, who are unsure of um, themselves, you know, to help to work with them, to pray for them, to you know, I'm, I'm able to share what I learn, but I'm not the ultimate teacher. So I'm, I'm here as, yeah, I'm here to love others. And and that means sharing this, this experience as much as I can. 
As a generality, how have your friends and family reacted to the new you? Always my favorite question because my family and my friends, when I came back from this experience, they did not know what to make of it. They really had no idea how to handle it. As you can imagine, when you, when I had this experience, I could not stop talking about how amazing it was for a good solid year. The only thing I did was talk about this experience to everyone. And so my family, I I think that they were in shock and surprise. And there's of course a lot of doubt. Um, There's a lot of confusion on why I'm suddenly shouting from the rooftops about my addiction and shouting from the the rooftops about Jesus when it it was like, um, it was like a total separation for a time Hmm. for a good while. It took them a while to accept the new you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you think they were more upset about the experience or upset about the fact that you used to use drugs? I would say they were probably equally upset about both. You know, um, and probably there's so much that goes into this when you, my family is, was pretty secular. We didn't, I didn't grow up talking about faith and things like that of that nature. So I felt like it was the best way for me to describe it is when I came back from my experience, it felt like I'd been dropped into China, not speaking Chinese, not knowing how to read Chinese and having no one to communicate with. And that's what the world felt like to me at first. And so that included my friends and my family and my job and the boyfriend and all of that basically within a matter of 30 days was everything had happened. Like, we don't want to talk about this. You go figure yourself out. Work said it's not going to work out after all. Um, the boyfriend says, you know what, this just isn't working anymore. Like everything imploded. So did you end up getting a bunch of whole new friends? No. No. Um, <laughs> what, what actually happened was that my view on friendship had actually changed too. It was as though I held onto friends from a codependent nature beforehand, not even realizing what I was doing. And in the season of separation, I was allowed to truly, for my faith, to just grow deep, deep roots. And I was learning so much. And so what I found was that there would be people who would come into my life for a season we would maybe teach each other lessons and then they would just move on or I would move on. And it wasn't um, so drastically imperative that I hold on to everything with the death grip, so to speak. It was just like, I began to truly flow in the spirit and enjoy things for what they were, not for what I wanted them to be, not for what they could be. It was just like, if we have this moment in time together and we're going to have a friendship, let's enjoy it because I know that the purpose isn't what I want. I'm, I'm, I became like a vessel. And, and so if, if the lessons that we learn from one another are, they take three months, they take a year, whatever, let's enjoy every bit of that. And let's know that 
it wasn't, you know, it doesn't necessarily extend beyond that, but in a loving way, um, I didn't know that I was a people pleaser. I didn't know that I was codependent. I didn't know that I had a whole lot of issues other than drug addiction, if that mm. makes sense. Interesting. So it's been a process of those things being healed ever since then and walking out a lot of those things so that I'm growing and Christ is being formed within, which I believe is the Christian journey that Christ be formed fully within us with that total union for us to truly have complete unbroken union with the father. How did you discover these other parts of you that you needed to work on? Uh, things were just would be revealed to me through the Holy Spirit. Um, it was always a different way of um, them being revealed, but typically what would happen. So people talk about having like a life review. And I think that my life review came in dreams and in, and in situations here on earth again. So I would have whatever, like if it was a dream, I would see a repetitive dream. And then I would pray into that and ask for deeper revelation. And, and then I would come to, oh, wow, that's a part of me that I want to give to you, Father, through Jesus. And um, I would just feel it like the, the freedom just got deeper and deeper and deeper. Apart from your friends and family distancing themselves from you, did you naturally kind of find yourself wanting to be more reclusive and you know, wanting to study and, and, and things like that. Yes. And that that's, it made it so much easier because, um, when I returned, I didn't have a sense of time. Like we usually do here, like an internal clock that was always so days, weeks would pass and I wouldn't even realize it had been that long. And I might sit down to read the word and think that it was 30 minutes, but six hours had passed. I mean, it was such a beautiful time of just, I mean, yeah, I think really to take it a, a step back is um, when you go from being suicidal and anxious all the time and that being your normal to being filled, filled to overflowing with love and the living water is just flowing from your belly. Um, it, it, it hits a little different, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yes, I enjoy, I enjoyed it so much. I think you may have already said this, but when you were on the other side and you felt the love, that's the love that you've always been searching for. Oh my goodness. Yes. Were you depressed at all that you'd, didn't have access like you did during your experience when you came back. I feel like I do have access to it still. Oh, you do? It, it's of course not the same. It's of course not, but it is still, it's, it's with me at all times now. It's, and it increases. I don't know how to describe this, but what I have found is that it increases as I move with the unction of the Holy Spirit. And so the feeling of bliss very, very rarely isn't with me. Do you think on the other side, it was more real than here? And this is the dream? It's a really good way of saying it. This is the dream or that we truly come to life in the other realm. Mm. I remember that feeling very distinctly was, 
I thought I knew what living was. I thought I knew what life was. But what, no. what do you think inspires you about this experience? Oh, gosh. Um, I feel so inspired that we are created by such a merciful, I mean, Jeff, we didn't even really talk about all the craziness. You know, we talked about that day, but my life was so, I think second Timothy talks about that, that I was the the worst of these, of the, of the sinners. And, and that's how I was. And um, I believe that what inspires me is just knowing that I was accepted and loved by the creator of all things. Do you fear death at all? No. What kind of advice would you give people who are afraid of dying? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, don't let the fear of death permeate every area of your life. I feel like so many people are actually very afraid of dying. And so I just would say, you know, break the agreement, break the agreement with the fear. That is something that, um, it's so freeing to know that this is not it. I truly felt so loved and so alive on the other side. I call it the other side of the veil. Um, so just know that you have a purpose. You're still here to fulfill a purpose, um, but that someday way down the road, if it's meant to be, and if it's your time, there is nothing to be afraid of, um, that, that you are going to be surrounded by love. What about people who are grieving over their lost loved ones? How would you give them advice? Wow. <sighs> you know, I am all about, um, I'll just tell you there's, it's real hard to answer that on a general, um, you know, one size fits all. Um, I understand grieving and missing a person. I do. I lost a dear friend after my experience and I lost my dad after my experience. But the idea that they were experiencing what I had experienced was so reassuring. And so I would just leave them with that, you know, that the love and the beauty of what we experience after leaving this realm is just so amazing. Did you go through a mixture of grief and happiness for these people? It was really hard to grieve. One was three weeks after my experience and I felt horrible. Like I was, I was okay. Intellectually aware that I should be sad. Okay. I was intellectually aware that others were sad um, at the services, but I couldn't stop smiling to know that he was not in pain and, and, and not hurting anymore. And man, he was just an amazing individual who had just left. He was very, very sick at the time. And, and I knew he had been set free, you know, um, the other person who passed away, I did feel some guilt to be honest with you, Jeff, I felt some sense of responsibility about it, to be honest, because 
sometimes people don't tell us that they're struggling when they are. And, and so that was, there was a part of me that wondered if my experience had encouraged her to take her life. And yeah, it was really that, that was different yet. Yeah. That's kind of what I would say on that. It was just a long process of going through and, and trusting and having a lot of faith that our experience here is, is like a training center. It's like a a university, if you will. And we're, we're learning so many different things. And sometimes we get, we get caught, we get caught in the snare of, of this world and we aren't awakened to the higher realities and the higher, you know, level of understanding. And so it was really, really sad. And, you know, um, yeah, it was that I did grieve uh, quite a bit on that second one. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chit chat with you. If you're okay with that, how should they reach you? At uh, spirit and fire ministries at gmail.com. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have anything that you would like to share? I mean, do you have like, you said you have a ministry. Do you, Mm -hmm. do you have a church or what? So I, I'm getting a website up, working on an ebook right now. Hopefully those will be up and running and available, um, for website traffic and downloading of the ebook on September 1st. Um, but primarily do everything just through, um, email at this time. I, I do go to a church, um, but it's not my church. I'm just, I'm just, I go and participate at this point. And, um, really what I would, would love is, is for something like that to come in, in the future. Um, however, what's important is that I'm just really here to point people to Jesus and to affirm and confirm the word as it's written. And, um, I, I know that for me, when I first got the Bible out after this experience, it was, it was scary because, um, there's a lot of things that, that were in direct disagreement with the way that I was living at the time. And so, um, what, what happened is, is that I had an experience one night where the scriptures opened up. And so I would just love to, you know, share those, those types of experiences if people have those kind of questions. Um, also, you know, more than willing to talk about organized religion versus following Christ alone and what that looks like, um, and what that can look like. And yeah, that's about it. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? There's a heavenly perspective, which I call the spirit perspective. And then there is an earthly perspective, which I call a flesh perspective. And what I do is I encounter situations in my life. I meditate on the situation and I ask for deeper understanding of the spiritual perspective, because if everything is actually working together for my good, right. And for your good, there's always going to be a spiritual perspective and a blessing in this situation. Janice, thank you for sharing that message. I really appreciate you and I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Jeff. God bless you. God bless you.